We have a game going on, we have an injury, and we have a minor trade, all to talk about on today's episode of Locked On Guardians. Find out who's traded, find out who's hurt, find out how this game is currently going on, and what my big takeaways are so far in the attempt to, to win this series against the Houston Astros. You are Locked On Guardians podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and I want to thank everyone for tuning into Locked On Guardians, making your first listen today and every day, wherever it is that you get podcasts. Uh, I also want to take a moment to introduce myself. My name is Jeff Ellis. I've been the host of this podcast since its inception. Uh, Before that, I was a lead prospect and draft analyst for Scout in 24-7. And then before that, I wrote for specifically Indians Baseball and Indians Prospect Insider. I've got to adjust where this game is going on right now. You keep seeing me. I've got the the setup. I'd rather it be in my eye line so I can still follow along uh, as these have been popular. And we continue to do them as long as they stay popular. Right now in the game, as you, uh, if you, we are obviously not joining live. We did one of those yesterday, though. Uh, Hector Norris has come in. There's runners on second and third with two outs. My big takeaway from this inning is Stephen Kwan is pressing. Uh, he is pressing something mightily. Seven pitch at bat. And yes, he advanced the base runners. But three of those were balls. He swung at three balls. Well outside. He's, oh, that's going to get a run across. Well, that's nice. And uh, come on, don't be a nailer. Laid on the ground too long. Like, we're all afraid this guy's going to break somehow. He can't do that. He can't slide in and then lay there like that. That is uh, just not fair to guard. I feel like he's just messing with us now. Um, He got stepped on because that's what happens with him. It's never... It's never clean with Naylor. It's always risk. But heads up base running, nice aggressiveness overall. We'll see what happens. If you get back to it, the Quan at bat. So seven pitches, you go back and you, you know, if you're not, if you didn't watch it live, if you missed it, let me see if it'll let me go back and look at the all the pitches in here. There you go. So pitch one, a ball called. Two, strike outside the zone. Three ball, four strike in the zone. <laughs> Excuse me. Five ball, six and seven strikes outside the ball, uh, well outside. Foul balls. Uh, he's just pressing. Like He is not the guy who was, whew, that was a bad swing by Hedges. That's the problem right now too, right? Two outs, the tying run at third base, and you're having Hedges stay in the game. Why? Why? Hedges is currently hitting... Uh, 161 with a 489 OPS. Why is Hedges in this game in an important situation? This is just maddening. Like, there are better options. This is one of their best relievers. Uh, even if this works, which I don't think it will, let's be honest, it is 95% likely he is going to strike out. 95%, maybe 99%. Leaving him in here, you go out and you pay for Maley so you have a decent backup they gave him above league minimum when catching was going quickly so you'd have this oof Norris just does not have control today but also I kind of wish Hedges had just turned around and, and taken that one in the shoulder oh are they saying that he got hit 
I guess they're saying he got hit. I was, uh, you know, split attention. Or was that ball four? I, I don't know what that hit. Like, it didn't hit him. I'm confused. Why did he get awarded the base there? Oh, no, I just wasn't caught up. That's the problem. I clicked <laughs> I clicked on Stephen Kwan, um, and it still had this. It hadn't updated the thing where it ball five. Uh, it, it, my account wasn't updated online, so I just get to look foolish. But, hey, um, Nerese can't find his own. Hedges still should have been pinch hit for. I don't care that he ended up with a walk. He still should have been pinch hit for in that situation. And if you're like, well, who would you bring in? Like, do you bring in Maley to hit for him right now? I and mean, potentially, uh, you know, who is left on the bench? You got Fran Mill. I guess you probably don't feel like you're trusting him. Chang, Mercado. You got to do something. And right now, like, Nerese isn't get That's, oh, they gave him that one. When he's as wild as he... No, that was the ball on the second pitch. The first one should have been a ball as well. Man, this strike zone has been terrible tonight. Can we just take a second and talk about how bad this strike zone has been? You know, I never pay attention to who the uh, the umpires are. And you, how often on this show have you heard me complain about strike zones? Like, never, right? That's how bad it has been this evening with this game. Uh, straw flies out to center field. That's unfortunate. You know, going back in this one, I, I kind of want to watch a replay of when Jose Ramirez hit his double because wasn't there anyone else who was like, just send Rosario. Like, just send Rosario. If he gets thrown out at home, he gets thrown out at home. But there's a better chance with two outs that we're going to get that run uh, than if we let, you know, the the next person up in the lineup hit. Like, you, you just knew. If you're a Guardians fan, it's like, Owen Miller has not been playing well late. We'll get into that on the show today. He ends up flying out. You know, you look at you look at Miller, you look at Jimenez, you look at Quan. Three of the guys when th- this was the top offensive baseball. Do you remember those discussions? Uh, they were playing over their heads, and, and we were very honest about that from the beginning. Uh, but man, right now, uh, you know, it's like I was I, I totally I was sitting here being like send Rosario. There's maybe a chance he gets in. Maybe they don't think that the Guardians would do it. Maybe you get him by surprise because they're not going to get the run across. And when this was a 1-0 game, I still felt like they're going to lose. Like, you can't trust this offense right now. There is nothing going on that makes you think, yeah, they're, this is the team. Like, I would be curious. You know, I'm not curious. We'll get into some stuff. Where, like I said, we're going to get into a lot. We have an injury. We have a minor trade. My Oh, my co-host is hopping in. He wants to discuss, you, do you want to discuss the trade? Okay, we're going to take a break and discuss the trade here and then get back into how people have been playing in May. But uh, Daniel Johnson was traded to the Mets for money. <laughs> if you're mad that they traded for money, like, get off it. Like, this isn't the time to be mad about money. Daniel Johnson um, was not playing well. He, I think, was surprised to even be in Cleveland. I think when he was taken off the 40-man roster, he expected someone to claim him, and nobody did. And I don't know if he was pouting. I don't know exactly what might be going on, but he was not playing well, and he had no future right now with this team, this organization. It looks like Will Brennan's going to get called up to AAA. Nothing official yet, but I'm willing to bet on Will Brennan getting the call to AAA, who we've talked about many times on the show. One of the underrated outfield prospects in the system, someone who needs to be added to the roster at the end of the year and can play all three spots. There's, you know, there's a lot of value in what he has done, and uh, again, former two-way guy. 
But yeah, going through and looking at it, I think Brennan gets called up. They get a little bit of money. They also give Johnson a better. Now Johnson's going to the Mets. The Mets outfield in AAA is better than Cleveland's. Uh, you know, they have Kalel Lee, who they did that trade from Kansas City uh, to go out and get a top prospect. They have Nick Plummer, who I talked about on this show, is one of the more interesting prospects in baseball. And then, man, now I got to go look who their third guy is with the Mets. Uh, down there but it's you know they they're pretty loaded up to bear daniel johnson's gonna go there and be a fourth outfielder i don't know how much the guardians get in that deal but it, it's more about giving johnson an opportunity while also knowing hey we're gonna call up um we're gonna call up brennan his spot isn't guaranteed anymore oh they just called up jake mangum their uh senior sign in the 2019 draft who's been hitting really well in the minors so i, I mean daniel uh palka spent a lot of time in the big leagues as well and then Felt like there's another like they they actually have a lot like their outfield depth is better in Cleveland so it's not not a great situation he's walking into but uh, it's a fresh start which he probably needs which he does need so that was a minor trade uh, Nacho I guess agrees with me because he wanted to come up and discuss that so let's let's go through let's talk about the big three overachievers now I believe in all of these players as potential you know three win players uh, I I don't know too much beyond that. Jimenez, I think, due to defensive value, can maybe be a four-win player. Man, you know, people, Trevor Steffen, on what he did there in three pitches, I mean, that was nasty. Jose Siri is a player who was released by the Reds. He's playing pretty well for them as a center fielder, and he was just let go by the Reds. And, yeah, uh, three pitches, last one, that swinging strike on the slider. Oof. I mean, only one of those pitches was even in the zone. Uh, Trevor Steffen. He, Steffen, Henches, Classe. That's the back end here. So let's let's go and start with Owen Miller. Let's go by his splits data. Let's talk about what's been going on with him. So May. Let's go to advanced data. In the month of May, uh, Trevor Steffen, come on. Pull up. There you go. He's got a 62 runs created plus. 235 for March and April. May a 62. His walk percentage has dropped in half. His strikeout percentage has stayed the same. He's been hitting 194 with a 240 on base, a 328 slugging. Now he's got a 212 bat pip. So he's been unlucky, but he also just hasn't been good. He has been he's been closer to what he was last year. We'll have to see if he can right the ship at all, but. Oof, what a play by Jose. That was a line shot right at him. But he's, it's just, it's not going well for him. Since the calendar flipped, he is a completely different guy uh, in terms of his overall production. And he's hitting fourth. And again, he's been bad. Like, May has been bad for Miller. Switching over to, to Quan to just also give him this kind of rundown about how the, the month of of may has treated him after his hot start uh a 66 runs created plus so if you forgot owen miller was a 62 he has a let's see and i there we go uh did i go too far his bat pip is 196 his average is 194 in may his walk percentage is still 11 it's still high and his strikeout percentage at seven is still good so those are solid uh you know, like I said, Bapip, he has been incredibly unlucky. He's been about 100. But this is kind of the problem. When you have high contact guys, they are going to be unlucky. 
Like when you are a contact over, now Quan walks enough to help balance, but when you are the contact type, we talked about this with Mercado and others, Mercado was more of a contact guy when he came up, it can lead to cold streaks. Unfortunately, it's happening to everyone at once. Uh, both these players are unlucky, but I think, you know, 182 runs created plus for Quan was uh, un- unsustainable. Unsustainable? Yeah, I guess that works. And Miller as well. And then coming over to Jimenez, how has his month of May been? Just bringing it down. A 109 runs created plus. So he has not been as hot. Uh, he's actually cut down on his strikeouts and increased his walks. His average is down 90 points. But his bat pip was, you know, 412. And it's 289 now, which is closer to average. So what he's been at a 109 runs created plus is actually probably closer to what we expect to see. A 250 average, a 286 on base, a 433 slugging. That that's that's it. Like he's I mean, a 109 to 110 seems right about in line for me with him. So he's actually he got hot in the first month and now I think he's doing what he's kind of expected should be expected to do. Uh Quan and Miller though have cratered, and that's part of a problem. And I don't know. I think the one takeaway from all of this is, you know, we're going to have to give everyone extended looks and see, but we have to, I think as, you know, we, not we, management's going to give these extended looks, but there are a lot of young players, and I've kind of talked about this. If you can go out and make a deal and get a proven player, get someone who's good, I don't think there's anyone who really blocks you. There is no one on this team outside of Jose Ramirez, and, you know, now you got Miles Straw locked in. If you can get another great center fielder, someone who's better than him defensively, that'd be very hard to do. But if you could, like, you don't block them. You maybe move Straw to another position and just get elite defense and and left. But there is not anyone outside of Jose Ramirez on this whole team that makes me think twice about acquiring talent at that position. Maybe Josh Naylor. But the thing with Naylor, it's like he can play about three spots. Maybe none of them great, but he can play you know, three solid spots, but nobody else on this team. I'm going to sit back and be like, yep, no, he's, that is his spot. We can't mess with it. There, there isn't anyone. If you're curious about Naylor in May, he's cut his strikeouts to 11%, increased his walks to nine, uh, 324, 409, 703, BAPIP 276. So a little bit below, he's been a little unlucky. 217 runs created plus. Obviously he'll come back to earth, but the nice thing is, you know, when you look at Miller and you look at um, Quan, part of their success was luck. They were a little more lucky. Uh, as things have kind of balanced out, they've been not great. Now the hope is they can get closer to average. But that is, you know, that's what I wanted to get into in first segment here. We're going to take this break. It was a super long first segment as I look at the time. Come back, talk about injuries, and uh, continue to address what is going on in this baseball game. Our first sponsor is Rock Auto. Listen, they are, uh, you know, they, they are a way to save you money. If you want to go to a Guardians game, you could, like I've talked about many times on the very show here, that I wasted 40 bucks. I went and got windshield wipers when I got my oil changed. If I just ordered from Rock Auto, and by the way, if, if you're like me and you don't know cars, they, they tell you which ones are the popular sellers. You can go there and see, okay, like this is what people are buying. I think most people who go to the site are more of the do-it-yourselfer. I'm going to take advantage of their knowledge. I'm going to see what people view as the correct, you know, what what is going to be best for my car. And again, windshield wipers, filters. Now, often they have deals on filters as well. So go to rockauto.com. Save yourself money. Don't be a chump like me. Uh, go and save money. The Dolans would tell you to go and save money for yourself. The Dolans probably shop at Rock Auto. Now, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe that will discourage you. But Rock Auto will save you money. 
Uh, remember that when you do go to Rock Auto, uh, you want to write in the little, how'd you hear about us box? Locked on, locked on MLB, locked on Guardian, some form of locked on. So let they know that their advertising money was well spent. Go to rockauto.com. They're going to save you money. What more do you need? So we talked about Aaron Savale. What a nightmare season for him. So he finally has a good start, has to leave due to injury, and is going to miss at least two starts now. Uh, you know, the we, we talked about a little bit on the show yesterday. Connor Pilkington's going to get called up, and he's going to start tomorrow's game. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the Royals in segment three. But Pilkington hasn't been that great. Now, the Guardians have a problem, and that is that, like, Triple-A Columbus, it's a new stadium. It's a great location for them, both in terms of having a minor league team close that they can also maybe pull some revenue in. Uh, from the biggest city in Ohio, and it's also like a night. Like I said, it's there's a lot of reasons to be a fan of it. The problem is, it's an awful stadium for baseball players and for baseball development. It's a bandbox. Uh, pitchers like can really just fall apart there. Hitters can get very uh, pool heavy as they or not. Maybe maybe it's not pool heavy. I'm trying to remember, but either way, they can get very focused on. Uh, where it's easy to hit the ball, and it can just mess with everything. It's not a good minor league park. We'll see if they go to review here on this. Pl- I mean, I think you go to review. I mean, the, the reason this game isn't tied is because of back-to-back overturned calls for Houston. A double play ball and a bang-bang play at first base. Uh, two such calls got overturned, and that's why it's a 2-1 to game instead of a 1-1 to game. How annoying is that? This has been an annoying game. Can we also take, uh, so to get back to Savali, then we'll take another moment and discuss this series. Savali has the, you know, the the back, you know, the, the uh, muscle injury. It's going to be two starts. You get Pilkington up. Uh, Pilkington hasn't been great down there. Myers hasn't been great up there. And Batonfield's been solid, but he's not missing any bats this year. So those, for as much as everyone wants to focus in on, like, you know, the depth, they're not adding, you know, it, they're not going to be adding more players right now. They're going to give those players opportunities. Batonfield doesn't need to be out of the 40 man. He's not going to get added anytime soon. They're still trying to figure out, you know, th- this is not a 40 man that, I mean, maybe Myers is the guy you give up on. He's been so bad. Maybe he makes it through waivers. Uh, I mean, but teams always need pitching. So who knows uh, at some point you assume like they're not going to carry a dozen infielders anymore that they're going to have to play some of these young kids and Yu Chen Chang will probably be out. I mean, they're not playing Chang at all. Sorry, Hiram. They're not playing him. He's going to be gone. Do I think he's, like, bad? No, I think he might actually stick out there and play for a decade as, like, a second or third division shortstop or third baseman. I, I think that that is very plausible. Anything beyond that, I, I don't see happening. But at this point in time, let's be honest, they're they're carrying too many infielders. So they're going to have to make a decision there. But it, there's not a lot. It's like, do you consider taking off John Kenzie Noel, who's been kind of disappointing in, in high A? That he's not, uh, I mean, it's been a pretty big drop for him because, again, I mean, I wouldn't have added him because <laughs> there had never been a player. Guardians don't get the luck today. I, I like, if you're going to overturn those other calls, why is this one not? Like, I, I don't understand the replay rules sometimes. Those, all of these seem very bang bang, and I don't understand why some get reversed and others don't. Like, what do they see that really separates these things enough to overturn others and not that one? I, I don't know. But I wouldn't have added John Kenzie just because it's the fact that like no player had ever been selected from a corner infield position who had never played in high A in the last decade. I, I would have I would have taken that risk because what team's gonna if you draft him you're just gonna have him ride the pine all year. 
because you put him in the game, he's going to get. I mean, he's been he's been okay, but like he's a guy. If he was in Double A right now, would be overwhelmed. Let alone the majors. Uh, it was just I felt I know there are people out there who loved him, and I know you know Zach. I know you'll probably comment on the podcast um, about this, but it's like that when you are going to add eleven other dudes. And you're already up against it, and you don't have a lot of like really soft spots on that forty man. You can't afford to add the guy who's an A ball who's two years away. It's just the way of it. I, I will not understand that. So, just to kind of sum up the series, no matter what happens right now, is and by the way, what Savale again can't stay healthy. Like I've talked about this how many times on the show, he just cannot, for the life of himself, stay healthy. He's never had a healthy season since he joined the organization. Astros are one of the best teams in baseball. Just the truth. Now, right now, it looks like I'm going to be right, that I'm going to have predicted all three games correctly, you know, with the Guardians winning the first one and the next two going to Houston. Having said that, they've all been close games, and that's what I was talking about. Like, these teams are not, and the Guardians are not playing well right now, and they've been close games, but there's, you know, when we went through and I do my position-by-position thing, yeah, it's like the Guardians win third base, but, like, they they have maybe the next best third baseman available. If not, they have at least one of the top five. Houston is loaded at most positions, uh, but Cleveland is, is getting better. They're coming on. We'll see, you know, if Owen Miller can do something here. You know, now that I've talked smack, maybe he'll make me look bad. That's what at least I'm hoping for. But, yeah, I mean, Miller and Quan are not – I mean, honestly – but here's the problem. It's like, if you're going to demote, what do you bring up? Who? I know the, the answer is probably Oscar Gonzalez, but then who do you cut? I know the answer then is probably you, Chen Chang. So am I opposed to that? No, I'm not. And again, I'm, I'm just inviting hot, angry Hiram and hot by like, you know, he's like hot under the collar because I'm even suggesting this. But it's like, they're not going to play him. It's the same argument I had when I was like, you know what, I think Yandy Diaz is going to be a very good player. And he's been a solid player. And they traded him. I'm like, you know, I hate to see him go, but at least he'll get an opportunity somewhere else. Like I said, I, I think Chang is a major league player. I just don't think he's ever going to get that chance here. So better that he goes somewhere else. Better he gets that chance. He's done all the work. Uh, hopefully he'll get, an oppor- he'll get an opportunity somewhere. There are lots of fans of his. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's kind of my overall thought. Like, I it's probably probably time to make a move like that to to get to, to open up a spot and see if Oscar can do anything because he's gonna leave at the end of the year anyway. So who cares, right? Like, he, if he doesn't get a call up with what he's done this year, he's not staying. He'll be a minor league free agent. He'll go somewhere where he's gonna get an opportunity. So you either add him or you lose him forever. So you might as well call him up, see if he can do anything, see if the unicorn can play. This whole team is built around unicorn. Oh, that ball was outside. That was a terrible call. This strike zone has been awful. This is a beep, 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 beep zone. Um, inconsistent. Inconsistent. Like this is Give me robot umps. This has been a uh, some kind of a show. Leave it there. Um, yeah, but as just going back into it, see what Oscar Gonzalez can do. Espino's a unicorn. We've discussed that. Tristan McKenzie is a unicorn. This team has thrived with guys who probably shouldn't succeed or you shouldn't count on because there's nothing like them. And I know Espino hasn't made it yet, but 
It doesn't change the fact if you're giving those other unicorns an opportunity, let's see what Gonzalez can do. If it doesn't work, what happens? You let him go. If you don't give him an opportunity, guess what happens? He goes. So <laughs> either way, I think it's time. Uh, you know, it might be, you know, development is not a straight path. And I've said that many times. Quan is pressing pretty badly right now. You'd hope your new hitting coach can maybe help. But if he just needs a little time in AAA, a little bit of time of like to resettle and reestablish, because sometimes that's all it is. Go down to AAA, and you start facing easier competition, and you get back in your pattern of success. When you're in the big league, sometimes you feel like you have to go, go, go. That you have to prove you're successful to stay there. Um, if you're not successful, it's gonna <coughs> excuse me. You know that you're gonna be sent down. But sending a guy down preemptively can help them reestablish their pattern of success. Let's take our final break here, come back, and discuss this Royal series. With spring in the air, it's time for renewal and growth, personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Magic word, right? Create a job, post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond. The world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Do you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Why Shaw? Like, why? (laughs) First guy, you know, maybe he'll get out of it, but it's like, I I mean, why Shaw is everything. This is, we know why. Tito went to bat. And he got a ridiculous contract. I still don't understand that contract. Boy, is that a shift <laughs> that they have for Jordan. Uh, I don't know if it'll be successful because, let's be honest, this guy is very good. And that's a uh, laid-off signal to pre- sig- signal single to Pregman. Uh, but, yeah, it, I, I guess they just wanted to make sure that this game can get out of reach. I know. We just struck him out. I, I just I don't have any faith in Shaw. No faith at all. So, uh, Kansas City's coming, and Kansas City, by the way, now bottom of the Central at 14 and 28. Here's the thing with the Royals. The Royals have spent a ton of draft picks on pitching, but they're terrible at dra- uh, developing pitching. So, all of those draft picks, the Brady, well, Brady Singer I didn't like on draft day. You know, I was low on him and Jackson Kowar. I did not like the Royals' entire draft uh, when they went all pitching. Jonathan Bolin and Kyle Isabel, the outfielder, were the guys I was highest on in that group. You know, they've started calling up everybody. MJ Melendez is up. Uh, Bobby Witt is obviously up. Uh, you know, what has changed from this team from opening day? Well, you know, their optimism and hope. <laughs> it's... Uh, <coughs> Royals fans are a pretty saucy lot right now. Um, you know, I have an account following me that's like promote... Uh, guy let's see what's the guy's name uh vinnie uh pesquant pesquantino i think that is an account that follows me uh right now it's a beat up team uh 
top two catchers disabled list with Gallagher and uh, uh, Perez. Alberto Mondesi just talk about guys who can't stay healthy. Uh, you want him out there so he can maybe build up some trade value because shortstops have trade value. Edward Olveras, who was part of the Rosenthal deal, he is out. And Michael A. Taylor, who I believe won the gold glove, has an undisclosed out, which means COVID. Jake Brents and Tyler Zuber, who are supposed to be part of their pen, are also out. And right now, you know, it's like it's kind of surprising that Prado hasn't been called. You know, they've called almost everyone else. Uh, so let's just get into it. We don't have a ton of time left, so let's talk about just the Royals in general and what this team is, you know, looking like. Who do we need to worry about? Who's playing well? Who isn't for the Royals right now? Andrew Benintendi's been great. He's a rental. He is at a 1.2 WAR and a 1.41 runs created plus. If you are a team. Like, Benintendi should be someone they trade. Like, right now he's setting himself to have trade value. Melendez and Oliveras have played well in short spurts. Hunter Dozier is having a nice little rebound year. Uh, he has been a productive hitter for them with the 125 runs created plus. Uh, then it's it's not so good. So, uh, Bobby Witt's at a 91 run uh, runs created plus. He's been a good defender, though, so that's helped balance out and give him some value. Uh, Kyle Isabel, who I mentioned, is at a at an 83 then you go down salvi you know who had that great year a year ago 79 carlos santana 75 i mean he's that's not his age that's his runs created plus Whit merrifield 64 i don't know why they did not cash in on him that's one of those just misplaying your hand when you're a bad team why are you holding when you are that bad of a team it's not like the guardians who haven't picked in the top 10 since Clint Frazier. This is a team who had multiple like top five overall selections and we're still holding on to a talented player on a reasonable contract who could have netted them a lot. Yeah, I know Shaw just struck someone else out. Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, I'll be right more often than not on this, unfortunately. Uh, Nicky Lopez is a great defender, but he's got a 60. I mean, they're just, their offense is a mess. Uh, right now you worry about Benintendi, possibly Melendez, and Dozier, and then everyone else is just kind of yuck. Pitching-wise, um, I know it's not fair to laugh. It's not, because, like, if you're a fan of this team, it's just, it's got to be infuriating. It's like Daniel Lynch, uh, like, he looks like a, a 4-5. Brady Singer has looked really good since he got recalled. We'll see, but I, I'm not, I've never been a Brady Singer dude, so. Uh, Brad Keller is kind of a solid mid-type. He's very, you know, I, I guess I should be like the kids and call him mid, but I mean it like in a different way when I say that. Um, it's Carlos Hernandez has been bad. granky has been okay. You know, he's 38. For 38, he's been great, honestly. Uh, but yeah, it's just a... It is a team that I've heard for two years now is coming on, and it's like coming on to what? I just remember people getting mad at me because I said Detroit had better young pitching, and I've been proven right. I mean, Lynch and Kowar, Kowar, yeah. I mean, Singer has been inconsistent. He's pitching well now. Would I still rather have Mize and Manning and Scooble? Absolutely. Um, Kansas City got good with some hitters they developed and trading for pitching and having, what, uh, uh, Jordan Ventura. Is that the, the pitcher, unfortunately, passed away way too young? Um, it was not a pitching factory, and they're not good at developing it, yet they keep drafting it. And then 
I mean, those I look at their like Fangraphs only has them with two top 100 prospects. This is a team that hasn't been good in a decade, and they have two top 100 prospects. They've had many first rounders. I th- if you're, I don't know how it isn't depressing to be a Royals fan. You have Bobby Witt, okay? What else? And Bobby Witt, by the way, is one of those two prospects. He still counts as a prospect. Uh, it's it's an ugly list. Now I know a lot of people probably say Nick Prado should also be there, and MJ Melendez maybe doesn't qualify. I don't know why else he wouldn't be ranked. And it's not to say they don't have good young players, but they've been bad for a while. They've had a lot of high picks. And there's not much to show for it in terms of, hey, they're still bottom in the American League Central in a bad division. This is not a good division right now. This is a bad division. There is uh, one team consistently over 500 in this division. You got to win sometimes. Someone's got to win these matchups. It's it... So with, I'm sorry, this isn't even the next series. This is next week's. Why did I think of the world? Man, I guess I was just itching to talk about how bad the Royals have been. It's it's Detroit on deck. Uh, here's the thing. So the Detroit series, you favor them Thursday. Bieber, Fiedo, do we think they... I, I know, he just struck out the side. Go ahead, laugh at me. Not only did I have the wrong matchup... You know, I got I got punched in the face twice at work today. Uh, I got my not- glasses knocked right off, and I got about four hours of sleep. So that is the reason for my, my offness. But uh, Pilkington School will advantage Detroit, Bieber, Fiedo. You want to say Bieber, but they lost last time, didn't they? It was No, that was the win. Now I can't. No, that was the loss because they beat Scooble with Savali, and then they lost with Bieber. McKenzie's advantage Cleveland, and then Plesak versus Brisky is going to be a game that's like 24 17. It's just going to be ugly. <laughs> There's no way around it. And then the next one, you favor Cleveland in matchup one. Quantrill versus uh, Jonathan Heasley. Pilkington versus Lynch. I mean, I probably favor Lynch. And then Bieber Keller. I favor Bieber, but not by much. And then next week, we'll have that off day Thursday. But Cleveland's got to make up ground. Right? Detroit, Kansas City, Baltimore. Detroit, Kansas City, Baltimore. If we go to Tankathon right now, I know uh, they got swept by the Reds. Swept? They faced the Reds and the Tigers and won one game. So... Obviously, like, this didn't happen last time. But Baltimore, fifth worst record. Fourth worst record, Detroit. Kansas City, the third worst record. Three, four, five for the worst teams in baseball. You have to win these. You have to come out of this winning. It's what? They have six games. Or six games. They have ten games. You have to win seven to ten. You have to. Because after tonight, this team is going to be... I mean, they have the 13th worst record, and it's probably going to you know, uh, chance for them to go even higher. Uh, if they lose tonight, they'll fall being a tie for 12 forced record, I believe. But if you win, they're going to be 18 and 22. They're going to be four games under 500. So if you go seven and 10, Hey, at least they're back to 500. That's what they have to do. Again, this is the, this is the build year. I know last year was the build year as well, but we'll see what happens this year. We're actually seeing young players in the game. Uh, and at least that adds a level of fun, even, when we have games like this, where it's not been the most fun game to watch. I've been Jeff Ellis of the Lockdown Guardians podcast. Remember to rate and review, download daily. It helps the show grow. Remember to watch the YouTube. I respond to all comments, sometimes slower than others, but I always respond. And uh, 
Yeah, rate, review, download daily. Those are the big things. We fell out of it. Normally, we're always top 100 baseball podcasts. Last week, we are 200-something. So I know I know it hasn't been as fun, but do me that favor. I'm giving you free content daily. I just ask you to download it. Uh, that's all. And uh, as I end every show now, go, go, Guardians, go.